Last week, I reported an incident involving a gold mining claim. This is the story of an altogether different type of claim. Frontier Gentlemen. account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. In just a moment, we will bring you this latest report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Like a season ticket to the ballpark, CBS News admits you to every major event going on. Regular features like our World News Roundup, broadcast seven mornings a week on most of these same stations, make you spectator to the most spectacular events of our time. They take you right to where the news is happening, let you learn the details from experts who've watched the news develop. Every morning on CBS Radio, join CBS News correspondents on the World News Roundup for reports from the major news centers of the world. Starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. On the western shore of the Missouri River in Dakota Territory is a town called Fort Pierre. Across the river, a tiny wood frame extension of Fort Pierre called simply Pierre. But it is here that the United States government has established a land office. And it was here that I journeyed in search of a story on homesteaders. The land office was closed, but a local citizen told me I might find homesteaders some 25 miles east of there. Instead, there was only desolation. And I was turning my horse for the trip back to Pier when the afternoon air was shattered by an exchange of gun shots. Riding towards a puff of smoke that rose from a dry wash some distance away, I found a woman who appeared to be in her middle thirties busily firing a rifle at a shack that stood some hundred yards beyond me. I'm not going to harm you. I said, don't come any closer, I'll shoot. Well, I'm sure you would, but you'd be making a mistake. Are you with him? I assume you're talking about the party you're shooting at in the cabin? No, I assure you I'm not with him. It's a trick. You're on his side. No, I happened to be in the area, heard the gunshots, and came over to investigate. You sure? I'm sure. <clears throat> you convinced? Almost got you, didn't he? Better keep that long neck of yours down. But I'm not taking this rifle off you till I know who you are. What's your name? J.B. Kendall. What are you doing around here? Uh, I'm, I'm a writer. Mister, do you think I'm just fooling with you? No, 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 not at all. I am a writer. I, I write for the London Times. I'm a correspondent. No, you don't. You keep your hands where I can see them. Miss, please believe me. 
If I could be of help, I want to, but a shotgun interrogation is hardly to my liking. Do you want to tell me what this is all about? I trust you. I'm not used to this kind of thing. People out here. Something tells me Dakota Territory is a good deal west of your home. My husband died in Massachusetts. I've just come from there. I'm sorry. You haven't told me his name. This is James Danworthy, Elmira Danworthy. Mrs. Danworthy? What, what are you doing out here besides trying to kill somebody? Not a joking matter, Mr. Kent. I didn't My mean... husband and I came west almost a year ago. We'd seen one of those advertisements in the eastern papers. They're cheats. Advertising towns in the west that don't even exist. Yes, I've heard it of that. It took all our money, which wasn't much. He'd been a soldier four years of war and several years after, and I was a librarian in Boston. I was 30 when I married him. I'd waited a long time for him to get his fill of the army. Then we came west, and nothing worked out. We'd paid for a house and lot in a town that didn't even exist. That was in Kansas. Well, how did you happen to come to Dakota? We wanted to get out of Kansas. We heard about this homestead land here. It's kind of dry sometimes, but we liked it. I guess because we could have it. We preempted it right away and... Preempted? What? If you're 21 and a citizen, haven't borne arms against the United States, you can have 160 acres. And you've got 160 acres? If I'm living there a week from now, I have. Oh? What do you mean? You get six months to prove up on your land. When Jim took sick, we had three months more to go. I took him back to Massachusetts, but it was too late. He died there. Oh, now you're back and somebody has moved in on your claim, is that it? Yes. I have to be living here or I lose it. I see. Do you know who the man is? No. I just got here today. He chased me away. Said it was his place. Have you talked to him? Oh. Just shooting at him? Yes. He came out several times, but I couldn't hit him. I'd kill him if I could. Jim and I worked hard for this. Why did you come back? It was to be our home. Now it... it was mine. It's still yours. What are you going to do? Well, first take that rifle. You're with him. You are. No. It's been a trick the whole time, all of this No, job. no, now listen to me. I'm going up and talk to him. Get down, look out. You're not fooling me. You're just doing that. Trying to make me think he's shooting at you. You're together, stealing my land. Get me that rifle. I'll kill you for tricking me. Wait. I'm going up there. I'll talk to him. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. I'll kill you. It's the smoke which comes through the filter that counts. Yes, in a filter cigarette, it's the smoke which comes through the filter that counts. The P. Laurelard Company, makers of Kent, learned that fact a long time ago. That's why research played such an important role in the development of Kent cigarettes and Kent's exclusive Micronite filter. And today, as before, you get less tars and nicotine in the smoke of Kent than in any other leading filter cigarette in America. 
That's the reason behind Kent's famous statement. Of all leading filter cigarettes, Kent filters best. Try Kent today. Regular king size or crush proof box. It makes good sense to smoke Kent and good smoking too. A product of P. Laurelard Company, first with the finest cigarettes through Laurelard research. And remember, it's the smoke which comes through the filter that counts. I walked toward the cabin. At any moment, I expected gunfire, but nothing happened. I was such an obvious target that my hidden adversary must have been curious as to my intent. It was with a feeling of relief that I finally confronted this stranger in the cabin, the young man, but haggard and hungry-looking. He stood in the doorway and waggled a long rifle barrel at me. Well, looky here. I got me a brave Yankee. Just dying to walk right down this squirrel gun. All right, stop in your tracks, Yankee. You move that rifle of yours one inch, I'll blow your innards out. I have no quarrel with you. Hoo-wee, why, that ain't even a Yankee. Throw down that rifle. No. I came to talk, not give up my gun. I told you, I have no quarrel with you. I can shoot you down right now. You could. Then you'd never know what I have to say. Mister, you got a lot of nerve walking up here. No more than you have, taking over the lady's claim. That's what you want to say? You come here to say that? I'm asking you to leave. You got any shuck on you? Shuck? Cigarette makings. You got any? Yes. Hand them over. <laughs> Is that an order or a request? I'm telling you. Did it occur to you that I may not like to take orders? That my rifle is covering you at this point? <laughs> Mister, I've had every rifle in the Yankee army on me one time or another. It don't make no do to me. Give me the makings, if you can spare. All right. Yeah, can't you? You're pretty shaky, aren't you? You been ill? No. No, I ain't sick. War left me that. Who's that lady? Your wife? No, just a friend. You better tell her to leave me alone. I could kill her easy, but I assume not. Look, you seem like a decent sort. Why don't you saddle up and ride on? This lady is a widow. She and her husband built this place. Mister, now you get this and you get it straight... I spent four years shopping my eye on Yankees during the war. Now it's over and we're all supposed to be friends again. But it don't work that way, see? Now, I've had a saddle thrown on me in every town west of the Mississippi and north of Arkansas. I got a hole in my neck to chase the plow. But the Yankees won't let me have no land legal-like. So I found this one and I'm taking it. You hear me? Then you'd rather steal this land from a widow. Yankees the best widow-makers I know, mister. The war is over. Is it? Not much. Go on. Leave me be. Go on, get out of here. You are sick, aren't you? Leave me be, I said. Now get. 
Next time you come back, I'll kill you. never expected you to come back. Did you really think I was in partnership to steal property? I don't know. I saw you talking to him. I thought... I understand. Who is he? War-sick Confederate soldier. Can we get him out? And I don't want to shoot him. He's had enough of that. Now we'll go to the land office in Pier. They'll see you get it back legally. morning. I'm Mr. Kendall, and this now, is... Now, now, don't tell me, don't tell me. This is the charming Mrs. Kendall. <laughs> no, this is Mrs. Danworthy. <laughs> Mrs. Danworthy. Bartley Quill, United States Land Agent Par Excellence, your humble servant, madam. Yes. How do you do, Mr. Quill? Now, you folks are desirous of locating a nice homestead in the area, is that correct? Uh, no, Mr. Quill. It will cost you 50 cents. I shall have my assistant, Mr. Todd, bring forward the necessary papers. If you can't read, I'll help you, Mr. Todd. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Quill, please listen. Your servant, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, then? Um, yes, well, Mrs. Danworthy and her late husband already have a homestead claim some 25 miles east of here. Oh, a widow. Madam, I am sorry. Mr. Todd, never mind. Yes, sir. Mr. Kendall, maybe I'd work this out my own way. Work what out, madam? There's a claim jumper on my property. Claim jumper? Do you mean some foul citizen has moved onto your land? Worse, into the cabin. He's taken it over. And you want him out, of course. Of course. We thought maybe you could advise no. him. No. No. As government land agent, I am not allowed to advise in these matters. Oh, I see. What you need is a land attorney, a person familiar with the law. I guess not only familiar with it, but uh, conversant and persuasive. Well, may I ask, uh, are you allowed to recommend such a person? Oh, yes, indeed, indeed. Madam, your worries are over. The land attorney, Mr. Quill, you were about... Fortunately, sir, there is one in these parts, but only one. His name? Bartley Wilkinson Quill, attorney at law, Yale 54. Yes, of course, I should have known. All right, uh, what can you do? In time, good sir, in time. Mr. Todd, bring me my book covering claim jumpers. What? I don't understand. There's, there's no book written... Oh, on... Todd! Pardon, sir, for the stupidity of my assistant. Stupidity is the problem these days, all phases of government. Well, now, I wouldn't... Uh... You found it, of course, Todd. Yes, sir. Uh, is this it? Uh, Mr. Quill, I... Mrs. Danworthy hardly has the time for such legal work as you apparently intend to do. But a matter of weeks, Kendall, have him out in no time. That's, that's just it. What is? She has less than a week in which to be living on her land. 
No, it has to be done quickly, now. A widow, you say, yes. Now, madam, there will doubtless be many legal affairs of another nature to be taken care of. Wills, estate settlements, affairs in the East, Bataan. Mr. Quill, it is not necessary to hang your shingle on Mrs. Dunworthy's doorstep. Nor should one hide under a bushel, my dear sir. Not a chance, Mr. Quill. Sir. Thank you, Mr. Quill. You've been most uh, entertaining, but the lady needs more instantaneous help. Do I detect a reflection of... what you will. Good day. Uh, just a moment, sir. I perceive that this is a matter for the sheriff. You? Your servant, sir. I'll get up a posse. Isn't that proper? A posse, Mr. Kendall. And we'll go hang the man. <laughs> Life may be real, but it isn't always earnest. Matter of fact, it's anything but sober, serious, or stern when Amos and Andy are here on CBS Radio in their music hall. The latest popular recordings and the irrepressible high spirits of Amos and Andy make fun a matter of course six times a week when they visit you on most of these same stations. How about it? Each Monday through Friday evening and every Saturday in the daytime, join the fun on CBS Radio's Amos and Andy Music Hall. Not knowing how long Mr. Quill would take to organize his party, I insisted Mrs. Danworthy engage a hotel room to rest. Then I went out and watched the tiny town of Pier come alive with excitement as Mr. Quill spread the word that help was needed. By noon, 20 men with horses were lounging about the land office waiting for Mr. Quill, whom I knew to be inside with his books, looking up the proper procedure for handling a posse. I felt it was a good opportunity for me to tell the men my feelings in regard to the man in the cabin. Least of all, did I want him hanged. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, your attention, please. Thank you. Uh, gentlemen, as you may or may not know, I am Mr. Kendall. It was I who brought Mrs. Danworthy to town for help. Oh, she, we don't know nothing about this, just that the old man needed a posse. Oh, I see. Well, some of you may remember Mrs. Danworthy. She and her husband homesteaded 25 miles from here. They took a trip back east and her husband died. Now she's come back to find a claim jumper on her place. We know how to take care of them. No, 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 please. That's exactly what we don't want. Now, I've talked to this man. He is dangerous in his present frame of mind. And I suggest that we proceed with caution, but I also insist that we do not kill the man. I've heard that you sometimes let claim jumpers swim across the river. Is that right? Yeah, funny thing, though. Ain't no record of one of them ever reaching other side, is there? <laughs> now, just, just a moment. Uh, I'm not suggesting that either. Well, what do you want us to do with him? Kiss him and put him to bed? <laughs> if you'll just... Gentlemen, please. Please, gentlemen. If you'll just help me to catch him without harm. Now, what he's doing isn't fair to Mrs. Danworthy, and he must be removed, but killing him is not the answer. Well, I don't know how you're going to get rid of him otherwise. There's no... Hi, there you are, boys. Uh, well, everybody ready? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. I've been reading up on it, boys. I found out one thing. Yeah, what's that, Quill? 
It's no good without a rope. It was after the men had ridden out of town toward the homestead that I discovered Mrs. Danworthy had disappeared. She had not lain in her bed at the hotel, and no one had any idea where she might have gone. Her wagon and horse were missing, and I rode as fast as I could, but I was too late. The posse had arrived just ahead of me. Quill! Just a moment! Mrs. Danworthy, have you or any of your men seen her? It doesn't make any difference, Kendall. Legally, the owner needn't be here. Mr. Quill, will you stop harping on the legal aspects of a hanging? You can't do this thing. I won't let you. Maybe Mrs. Danworthy is giving up the land. Well, we'll just move in on that jumper anyway, Kendall. <laughs> I want every last one of you men off my property. Right now. Now get. Widow Danworthy, it's your friend, Mr. Quill, the attorney. Mr. Quill, I'm asking you to leave. But what about the claim jumper? We rode a long way for him. He's gone. I came back here this morning and he was gone. You'll remember me now, won't you, Mrs. Danworthy? And if you have any legal problems, why I'll be... I'll be obliged if you get off my property. Yes, ma'am. All right. We're going. Mr. Kendall. Yes? Would you come here, please? Yes. I'd like to thank you for trying to help me. That's all right. There's something I want to know. Yes. Did you come back to kill him? Yes. But why? We'd have got rid of him for you. Because I didn't want that kind of help. If it was to come to that, it was my fight. And he was sick. He didn't deserve to be killed. Mr. Kendall. I didn't tell you why my husband died. It was this land. A man never worked so hard. But it killed him. No, I just couldn't let a stranger have it, could I? Where did you put his body? I didn't kill him, Mr. Kendall. You? He's inside. He doesn't know it, but he's dying of fever. He told me it first came on him in the war. Does he know you came back to kill him? No. He was helpless when I... when I found him. He thinks I came back because you told me he was sick. No. He doesn't know. I stayed there two days. Almira Danworthy nursed him to the end, and he died, blessing her name. Frontier Gentlemen was produced and directed by Anthony Ellis. Tonight's script was written by Tom Hanley and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Virginia Gregg, 
Eddie Firestone, Richard Perkins, and Charles Seal. Join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentleman. Bud Sewell speaking. <laughs>